Alright, welcome back, pool fans from across the country and around the world. You are listening to American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond. I'll be your host once again this week. And I'm going to be joined by Mr. Mark Cantrell of the Legends and Champions Report. How are you doing today, Mark? It is August 11th, August. 2016. It is. Thank you for covering the date for me. I so much appreciate that. I know you always like to say it, and then you didn't say it, so I figured I'd just fill in for you. I'll help you do your job, don't worry. <laughs> Everything's good. Good, good. You guys, uh, I guess it's monsoon season or something down there in uh, the southwest, huh? Uh, it's been terrible. Last couple of days, but the good thing is it cools it down for a temporary minute, but then yeah. the humidity kicks in until it gets back hot again. So, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, less for two evils, but we had a stream going down the street again today. So, <laughs> And a haboob, a haboob. It's a real thing. Look, look it up on the internet. Pictures of a haboob. A haboob, yes. Okay. Right. Haboob, H-A-B-O-O-B, I believe. Yes. And it's a big wall of sand. That, it's like from the uh, the Mummy movie. Yeah. Uh, where it's just a, a mile or two high wall of sand that blows straight through uh, the Phoenix area. And it awesome. just you can't see it. It goes black. You can't see anything, but Crazy. hey, it's not a hurricane, it's not a tornado, you know, <laughs> it'll be worse. Yeah, that is very true, it's very true. Well, what's going on in the pool world this week then? Um, I guess we should be congratulating uh, Shane Van Boning about, you know, 10 times because he swept through a couple of great events there uh, this past, well, the last week. But then he took, took runner-up at the World, uh, or at the, what is it, World Nine Ball in Qatar, isn't that? Yeah, World, World Nine Ball. Because um, he was, I, I guess he was right there in the in the rankings for the Moscone Cup points. Um, but, you know, it, and even though the U.S. 8-Ball and 10-Ball are not like the top-tier level of points, there's still, I think there was somewhere right in the middle where you can you get a decent amount of points. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I think, luckily, Rodney Morris was ahead uh, up until that point. And then when when you've got Shane winning the U.S. Open 8-ball, U.S. Open 10-ball, ten ten ball. second in the World 9-ball, <laughs> which is a top-tier event. I mean, yeah. he, went from, he went from... Uh, Zero to hero, real quick. Mm. I mean, he was like quite a ways ahead of Rodney, but uh, Rodney and Oscar Dominguez are right there in the second and third place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. As I mean, as you know, and I, I mean, maybe the listeners know too. Uh, there's so many more events this year that qualify you, so there is going to be a lot more twists and turns in the scoring. I think before it's all said and done, but. Um, that's what makes it interesting, well, you know. Well, Shane's going to be playing in a, a, a bunch of those, yeah. especially the the big ones, you know, that carry the most points. Yeah, because they carry the most money, and that's what he's likely to go for: U.S. Open, etc. Um, Rodney's been playing solid uh, all year, uh, and that's yes. why he was in, you know, the number one position yeah. for. For, for so long there, 
and he's, if he continues to play solid pool, looks like he's on his way to the Moscone Cup again. Oh, yeah. Um, Oscar, I believe he's probably going to be playing in a lot of the events. Uh, he's got 161 points. Ruggett's got 178 points. Mm. Um, if Oscar just plays solid, I, I don't think uh, it's going to it's going to be kind of tough to catch to catch those three. Um, yeah. But Mike Duchesne is fourth place. Skylar Woodward is uh, fifth place. Sean Wilkie, six. Shane McMahon, Antoine Mata. But some of these guys aren't going to be playing in a lot of the events that uh, Moscone Cup points. Right. And like yeah. Sean Wilkie, God bless him. I mean, he's, he's only got 83. He's in sixth place with 83 points. Uh, he's going to have to pull something up real strong to get up into that third position. Yeah. Uh, he's got, uh, Oscar's got twice as many points, basically, as him. Right, and Corey's, so, in, the, Corey's in the same boat. <laughs> you know, uh, Corey is at 62 currently. Um, you know, he's at like a, almost a quarter of what Shane has. So he's got a lot of work if he wants to get if he wants to get in it on points anyway. You know, maybe he can hope uh, and to get the, the the captain's choice. So we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. I don't know how uh, Mark Wilson's going to pick the team this year. It's going to last year. It ended up being the top. He just took the top five, Pretty and good. that was his decision. I don't know why he made the decision, but that's how he went about doing it. So uh, I don't know if he'll do the same thing again this year or go out of the box because you know I know he likes Skyler. Um, and he likes uh, Justin Bergman, and they're, you know, they're a little bit out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, something special's got to happen for them to qualify in points. And so if he likes those guys, he may choose to not take the top five and just go with the top three and then pick randomly from right, right. Well, who, who he believes in, I guess. Well, um, so here's here's a good hypothetical for you, though. Then, I mean, what if you've got Shane, Rodney, and Oscar? What if the, you take the scores as they are today? Uh, the top three: Shane, Rodney, and Oscar. And let's say number four and five is like um, you know, DeShane and Corey. Let's just pretend that it's Shane and Corey. Does Mark yeah. Wilson does he take Justin and Sky over Shane and Cor uh, Mike and Corey? That's why you know what I mean. I I, I, I know that. That's why I'm not the coach of Team USA. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what you do. What's the right choice? All right. Uh, All right. All right. I I don't know. You you you. To me, if he picks somebody out of uh, uh, like uh, Justin Bergman, I don't know where he actually stands. He's not on the. Uh, he's not in the top ten right now. Yeah, he's not in the top ten right now. Uh, but if he picks Justin, who I know is uh, uh, worked with and is, is one of his uh, favorites, and he has a lot of confidence in him. Sure. Uh, I don't know why he's not higher up in the ranking. I don't know if he's not been playing in them in the events, or if he just hasn't been doing well in the events. That's uh, going to be a difference on what was he doing instead. Right. Uh, you know, that made it so that he didn't get the points. Did he win something else that didn't have Moscone Cup points attached? Uh, 
Right. And so you can maybe pick him on that premise. But you also, it's tough to go that far down the list when you know somebody who was Mike DeShane, who's, you know, many people believe is the number two player in the U.S. right now. Right. Uh, so that's that's a that's a tough one. I don't know what I would do personally. I'd have to, have to look and see how everybody was actually playing and why. Right. Well, they're so far down. Why? Why they're so far down the list? Right. Right. And I and I think there's an important point to be made right there. You can't necessarily say, okay, Shane has got this many points. Rodney has this many points. Oscar has this many points. Well, they must be the three best in America. It's not that simple. As you have just pointed out, you know, maybe maybe uh, Mike or Sky or, or Justin or Corey has had other stuff going on where they're not necessarily getting points for it. Or maybe they're just wrapped up in some other training program or just doing their own thing or fishing more than they do usually do. You know what I mean? We don't know. But but just because they have more of these points doesn't necessarily mean that they're the best ones for the team sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. that, that's, that, that's, that's true as well, but... The rules is the rules, and if yeah. somebody's got the effort of playing in those events and done well, performed well in those events, which the the events are not full of chumps, you know. Yeah, uh, there's good players in there, and they've still been able to get into that top three spot. They 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 deserve to be there. That's right. plain and simple. Right, right. Uh, and that, and that's what the rules are. But for the captions picks, yeah. There's a lot of decisions to be made there, and I it's above my pay grade at this uh, point. So, <laughs> speaking but, of, speaking of, you look, go ahead. Sorry, what are you going to say? Well, you, you, well, if you look at the European rankings, if you look at those, Albin Ocean is number six on the list. Right. Okay. Is uh, what is he about uh, fifty points? Oh, uh, about fifty points away from the leader, Jason Shaw. Right. Now, the Moscone Cup is a nine-ball event. Right. If you take that same kind of logic and say, Albert Ocean just won the US, uh, the, the World Nine-Ball Championship, he's the number one nine-ball player in the world right now, based on that, he's the current world champion. Right. Even if, even if he comes in six, does he deserve a, uh, to get on the team? Which probably is yes. Yeah, you would think. Uh, I would. I would think that's up to uh, uh, little Napoleon now, <laughs> Marcus Schumann. Uh, well, the, with, with the, um, the combine, uh, well, the, see the Europeans is done. Uh, it's done so much differently. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, I'm 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 calling the combined rankings. Yes. And Jason Shaw is he's he's been trying to get on this team this year, I believe. Uh, he, he, in the past, he's acted indifferently, the, you know, eh, if I get on it, I get on it kind of thing. But uh, I think he's really made a, con a conscious effort. And with that, I think he came in the top four in uh, the, uh, the World Nine Ball. And that's put him uh, 20 points ahead of Mark Gray, uh, an Englishman. And then in third place is Neil Fyan who is uh, basically 40 points behind Jason Shaw. Mm -hmm. uh, right behind him is Ralph Suquet, 
Nikos Ekonopoulos. Jesus, I can never say that. I, I, I can say it in my head. That's a problem. Um, and then you got Alvin Ocean, the uh, brother of uh, the beautiful Jasmine. And after that, I mean, it, it, the field separates quite a bit from from that point on, as far as who's going to be uh, in the in the top three. That's in the combined rankings. Well, I guess what they do is they don't take the top three from that. They take the one number one in the combined rankings, which is Jason Shaw. And when I say combined rankings, for anybody who doesn't know, I don't really think everybody probably knows, there's the European rankings from the Euro Tour and the World Rankings. Right. From, so, yes, from the four WPA events. As we stand right now, if it was to stay the way it is with everything, Jason Shaw would uh, be in just on combined rankings. Mark Gray, who's number second, number two in the uh, combined rankings, is number one in the European rankings. Right. And Albin Ocean is number one in the world rankings by quite a bit. So, I, I no matter what, I believe it's, it's hard to say because there's so many other events going on and still to come. I believe it's, yeah, it's probably going to be Jason Shaw, Mark Gray, and Albin Ocean are going to get the first three picks. Mm-hmm. After that, again, Will Napoleon, my, uh, Marcus Schumann, he is going to have to figure out who the hell else he's going to be go, able to he's gonna go come with, with and help us. He's going to go with DJ Niels, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, Neil, Niels Fyam, yeah, he'd probably go with Niels. And who else? Oh, man. Oh, the... Apple, Appleton. Oh, yeah, applesauce, probably. Yeah, I guess that's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, the only reason he's not on the, those lists is because, well, for the most part, is because he's here playing in the mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Events, and, and he doesn't show up on the U.S. ranking, so. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's our... Uh, that's how cool he is. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need any rankings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Happened many times. Yeah. So, um, so that's the Moscone Cup lookout. That's that's where we stand now, and that's all up for interpretation. Obviously, everybody's going to have their own. They're going to have their own opinion, and a lot of things can change. <laughs> it takes one person to win the U.S. Open, you know. Yeah. And and that's. Uh, Throw the whole. That's mess. what's gonna. Yeah. Yeah. So a wrench in the works because Europeans and the U.S. Uh, that's the last event, I believe. That's the last event of the season for Moscone Cup points, and they're both allowed in it. So in all essence, you can have two players who are one from Europe and one from the USA who are on the cusp of breaking into that. Uh, uh, qualifying for the points who are just on the outside and if they win uh, well if they just get into the final the Euro- a European player and a USA player just get into the final that's going to give them probably enough points to overtake and make it into onto the, each of their respective yeah. Moscone Cup teams yeah yeah that's true too that's true too 
All right, well, let me give you some early warnings. Um, coming up here in another week is uh, the U.S. Bar Table Championships are about to kick off. Um, that is going to be, oh, golly gee. Of course, it's out in uh, Vegas, but uh, I'm going to tell you the location in just one second. Westgate, that's it. Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Starting up on the 22nd, that's another a CSI event. And then uh, the Turning Stone Classic actually kicks off uh, a couple days later on the 25th out there, um, the Joss Northeast Nine Ball Tour. It's going to be taking place, um, where is that? Verona, New York. So if you're you know not already signed up to be playing in that one, you better hurry up. <laughs> it's probably too late. <laughs> um, what else are we supposed to be talking about, Mark? I'm trying to remember what the, uh, there was another topic. Oh, I, I saw that on, I think it was on Facebook, with uh, somebody had mentioned how come ping pong is in the Olympics. Mm, yeah. How cool is <laughs> it? And uh, a prominent, well, you put it on Facebook, Stefano Polinga said, uh, the pool in the USA is in such disarray or something like that that it's probably not something they really want to look at too hard uh, for, you know, world, world pool in China, in Europe, they're all organized and it seems like the USA is was basically, and then as, as I've seen that, I kept seeing it over and over again, different people saying just making comments like that. And so, you know, I got to thinking, what, what is it that uh, we, we did a, a two years ago, three years ago, we started out with American Billiard Radio and we did a thing, uh, the State of the Union, and we were concerned about how many tournaments there were going to be mm, right, right, right. For, for people are playing. And now... It seems like there's a lot of tournaments with the Mass Tour, Joss Tour. There's, uh, you know, uh, Mark Griffin's events. There's the Turning Stone, two Turning Stone events. There's Hopkins. There's uh, US Open Nine Ball, uh, Derby City Classic. There are so many events that are actually going on. And then there's the world scene as well. You know, the World Nine Ball, China Open, yeah. Chinese Eight Ball. Uh, okay. So it's not... Uh, the, the West Coast Swing, so well, people seem to get involved in, uh, that goes up through California. Yeah. So it seems like there's a lot of events going on, but it's not, uh, I guess it's just not structured. And I don't know, you know, there's, there's got to be an emphasis. The USA does not have a pro tour, per se. There's just a bunch of scattered events. There's no real organization to, uh, like the snooker, for an example. They can sanction players for breaking a cue, for cursing on TV, for doing one thing or another. And they can sanction them and say, hey, you can't play the next two events, which is going to cost you world ranking points, it's going to cost you prize money, and that kind of thing. Um... There's, so, 
there's nothing there at this particular time that unifies all the promoters to say, hey, look, this person did this at my event and send it to a, a, an advisory board or a, a, a organization and say, you know, this this happened. What do you want to do? What do we do? And let's say it happens at, uh, uh, let's just say it happens at Derby City. And um, Greg Sullivan says, you know, this is what happened. What we're going to do, he goes to a board or, or a committee of some kind, and they say, okay, that play needs to be banned for the next two events on the Pro Tour. And that Pro Tour has to have uh, 14 to 16 events that have at least 10,000 headed, is my opinion. And <laughs> once that happens, then... Well, you, know, you don't financially. Go ahead. I'm just. I, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I, I agree with everything that you're saying. Um, just to, to go back to the beginning of the conversation for just a second there. Um, you're right about the. You know why is ping pong? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love ping. I love ping pong. <laughs> I really do. Actually, I love curling too. I also like bocce. You know. There, I think, as you mentioned, you're you're going into the talk about the um the the pro tour, right? There's no uh, professional uh, league like the NFL or the NFL or the NHL or the NBA. We don't have that professional level organization at any level in billiards or pool right now. I mean, there are some uh, fringe organizations, some small organizations. And all of them in are the USA. Yeah, in the USA. Yeah, in the USA. Yeah, in the USA. Yes, I'm talking specifically about the USA right now. You're right. the The number one problem is that we don't even have a, a professional men's association. There's a women's pro, a professional association that is basically like an eggshell, you know, with a with, with nothing in it. But there's not even a men's association. There's not even a shell of a men's association at all. There's nothing that that the the men can stand behind, or that stands behind the men, or the or, or the professional pool at all. Any there's no professional organization, none, zero. That's the first problem that has to be solved. Is that the men all have to? And I'm not saying this is a very generalized statement. Please understand, the players all need to be involved and know what they're getting into and make decisions. And you know what I mean. This it's not. They don't want somebody to come along. And force it down their throat. And the industry doesn't want them to revolt and try to feed it down their throat. There needs to be some well-thought-out, planned, structured organization, just like every other sport you know, that's recognized on the damn planet, before any of it, anything's going to get done. And after, yeah. you know, once that is done, then there is accountability on both sides of the fence. The, the, the players are accountable for what they do. And the promoters and the event holders are accountable to the group. So, you know, these are some basic stuff that I don't know if people even realize this or not. Uh, that's kind of like the stepping off point. And not to make it oversimplified, but after that, that's when we can build something, a tour, some American championship quality events like unto the other professional sports 
and it and all of that has to happen. I say that just as a two sentence. Oh, all the only thing that has to be done is a pro tour. I say that casually, but before any of those, both of those things happen and are doing well, Olympics is not going to give us the time of day in the United States. They will in other countries in the UK where they've got professional organized snooker and other of these things that has television time and millions of dollars and lots of viewers. We don't have that because we don't have the basics first. Well, here's the here's the thing that I've I've found out about the when I started looking at this whole Olympics thing. Yeah, is it, it, there's a, a general category, okay, um, and the, the general category is Q sports for the Olympics. Okay, right. now it's like saying uh, I'm really good on the pommel horse. The gymnastics. Is the pommel horse going to get in the gymnastics on its own? No, it comes in on the gymnastics, which includes the vaulting, the parallel bars, the right. rings, and everything else. Right, right. So all those get included. And the only way that the, well, the only way that uh, the pool could potentially be involved is through snooker, because snooker is so big in China that. Right. Internationally. Internationally. That it can maybe hold some weight. But if it goes in, if they say, okay, we're letting snooker in on a Q-sport, that also lets three cushion in. They they might let Chinese eight ball in. I don't know about that. Um, And pool, nine ball. Right. American nine ball or eight ball. So that's how they, they could get in under that guise of being part of Q sports. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, that so would, it comes in under a category, not under a game. American pool. Right. Yeah. Actually, no, that's a brilliant point because that would work better for everybody. If they had the Q sports category, then at least, uh, well, that there is. <laughs> at least America would have a ghost of a chance <laughs> if they included well, something besides snooker in <laughs> Well, that's, that's they are. There is, that's how it is. It's yeah. acute, unaccused sports yeah. in the, uh, from the International Olympic Committee. Yeah. That's what Pool is recognized as. It's, cute, it's a part of the Q sports division. Right. right. So that, that's a fact. That's how it is. And apparently the Japanese got, uh, Tokyo, I guess, got real, it got real close for uh, Snooker to get in. So if Snooker got in, Everything else comes in with it. So, you know, can't blame it all on disorganization, I guess. You know, it's part of uh, right. everything. Yeah, no, you're uh, right. There is a bigger picture. But it, has to, it, it definitely has to be more organized than it is, wouldn't it, uh, to, to make that happen? Well, I'll, well. Uh, right. I guess my point was that that the America can't even make an argument at the table to the Olympic Committee when our strongest national organization is the bca you know what i mean that's not saying a lot and the bca knows that that they're the only sanctionized or sanctioning body in the united states and 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 what are they going to take to the olympic committee oh we have a a bunch of great tournaments yeah you know what i mean well yeah well it's uh 
Yeah, I, I think there's a fan base there for international like. But hey, it, it, again, it's, it's just it, it just needs uh, it, there needs to be this these sixteen tournaments per year are the pro tour and grow to begin with and grow from that and 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 have organizations so all the promoters are on the same page all the players know what their responsibilities are yes. what the rules are and everything else and it's all unified it's all you know kind of intertwined with each other right. so that they know right. uh, everybody goes into it with their eyes open right. and as, with a ladder from juniors league players amateurs to get into the pros so Right. Uh, it, it's uh, something that's been going around and around in my mind for a little while now, and uh, I don't know. There's, I, I know there's uh, a lot of people out there who are good people and good people for the sport, and uh, the promoters and, and players and sponsors that can probably do something to help move something like that along and make it. Make it a good thing, you know. May try and get some. Of, I, I believe that the players and the promoters want it. Right. Everybody's got an agenda. Everybody's got an agenda. That's the like thing. Doesn't work. That's the thing, yeah. Mark. Everybody does want it. Here's the thing. I promise you that every industry person working in the industry, not the players per se, all the industry people want it because they want the industry to thrive for the sake of the economy. The players want it. Because they want to be able to make a damn living. They want to be able to justify with titles and money the time spent. They can't eat pool balls for breakfast. You know what I mean? They can't play. And we can't let them play when there's no money in it. So it, it's uh, it's sort of a, a snowball. You know, sir, and I don't mean to preach to the choir. I think everybody knows this. The, the difference is, the difference is, I think it's reaching a point where people are getting sick of it. Well, it's, it's, it gets talked about all the time, doesn't it? And that's something that's Everybody, up to my mind as well. Yeah. Everybody talks about it. Oh, it's a mess. It's a mess. How great. Yeah, they talk about it, how great it, it would be. How great would it be if this it, happened or if that happened? You know what I mean? It's a, it's a conversation. At the end of the day, what it always ends up as is a conversation. Oh, well, you know. Someday, yeah, someday it would this, be nice. This, someday, uh, this guy will never go for that, and this guy will never go for it, and he's got to do this, but if he doesn't do that, I'm not doing this, kind of thing. And everybody's got to come together and say, okay, yeah, you want this, and he wants this, but let's is there a happy medium in the middle so that we can make this work? There's, there's so many logistics to it and so many facets. Um, to go all the way, you don't have to think all that much about it to just trickle down where potential problems are. But if everybody wants it and everybody's willing to, you know, get on board, there's no reason why it can't happen. Well, Matter of fact, right? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start having uh, conversations with uh, some people yourself, and uh, you know, see see if. Anybody wants to kind of try and put this well together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing, too, no, Mark. Let, let let me stand on a matchbox. I won't go. I won't go full blown soapbox on you. I'm gonna stand on a matchbox instead. I just want to preach just a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it, 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 you're, you're talk when you talk about 
people coming together, you know, this is kind of a a funny, simple, simple but funny, or a simple and funny example of um, how easy it is to be effective when when everybody comes together for a simple purpose like that in in an industry. I think everybody has heard the phrase, you know, um, orange juice, it's not just for breakfast anymore, uh, pork, the new white meat, uh, what is it, milk, it does a body good, got milk, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. These are marketing campaigns. <clears throat> Do you know why that these marketing campaigns even came to exist? Because these individual farmers and producers of these different products, the orange juice and the milk and the pork, the pork farmers of America, they weren't doing all that well. And they ended up trying to compete with each other. And they had said, you know what? Why don't we get together, pull some money, come up with a nice marketing campaign. Boom. The whole industry is doing well. People are buying milk left and right. People are buying pork left and right. And orange juice. Oh, yeah. It's not just for breakfast anymore, man. It was. These are examples, simple examples of people from... Point. You know, it's a, it's a, a very good point. Farmer Bob, who doesn't like Farmer Joe down the road, but they grow, they both raise pigs. So they just agree, man, look, we just need more business. Everybody needs a better business. Let's just get together and all come together for one purpose, regardless of what you need. And we're all going to get what we want out of this if we work together. And I, like I say, I hate to simplify it like that. But uh, sometimes I look at some of the people in the industry and, and these different companies that have, as a group, could have so much effect and achieve so much more than what any one of them could do by themselves. It's a shame that we don't have more uh, uh, collective. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's for one person has to put advertising. If one of those uh, a chicken farmer has to put that advertisement on TV himself to promote his own brand, is going to cut them a fortune. Right. Now, if 20 chicken farmers exactly put that money in, then it's, it's obviously it's not as much, and it's promoting the whole Everybody. industry. Right. And right. this guy's got a contract with McDonald's to sell nuggets. <laughs> this guy's got one with uh, Tyson to sell fries. Yeah, you know, exactly, so, exactly. It's the, I, I, like I said, I don't mean to, be, to make it to be a simpleton about it, but it really is that easy, though. And this industry is so small that just about everybody knows everybody else. It would not be hard, and it wouldn't take long for all these people to come together and go, man, you know what? If we pool our resources, holy crap. Do you know how many independent tours there are around the country? I, I mean, I can probably name 10 right now. Individual tours that, that don't neither are not concerned with or don't care about the next one. And and that makes perfect sense. But if they all promote it, if all these individual dudes all agreed to put a pool commercial on TV, just like that, they would all have household recognition. I'm not saying that that's the solution. I'm just saying it's that easy to work together. Sorry, I didn't mean to run away with it. But uh, oh, I, I get you. It was actually a good... A, a, a good uh, analogy. So, <laughs> All right. Which is not like you. And I, I think uh, 
you have to get going. I believe you have a date I, with well, I, Lord John Jones. I do. Well, Lord John... Uh, Lord John has... has a, yes, yes. Well, you can call her Jones. I don't think she's going to care, but... <clears throat> Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones. Um, oh, geez. Okay. I am that's going that's to... Yeah, I'm gonna leave it that. You guys are gonna love talking to uh, to Laura John. She's a hoot, and uh, we're gonna be right back with her um, right after this. All right, welcome back, everybody. Hope everybody's having a great summer out there, enjoying your picnics in the park and uh, hanging with your buddies and all that kind of good stuff. I'm uh. I'm I'm in here in the studio and I'm doing some um, you know pool digging today through you know uh, historical nerdy stuff like I like to do, and I came across a, a really cool piece of information today, August the 11th, 1976. There was a U.S. Open pocket billiard championship kicking off today where Jean Belukas was there. She was 17 at the time, and she was trying to win her fifth straight title. And I got to thinking about, you know, the young ladies getting involved with pool uh, so young. And you know who came to mind? Well, Lori John came to mind. That's who came to mind. And I thought, you know what, why don't I give her a call and see what's going on? So that's what I did. Lori John Hassan. How you doing today, Lori? I'm doing great. Thank you. What's going on? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah. What's going on in the great state of South Carolina, is it now? Yes, it's South Carolina now. Um, you know, uh, I am actually, I can't believe it, but I'm actually practicing again. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think this was going to happen or, um, you know, anything like that. And leave it to Vivian Villarreal to get me out of retirement for uh, yeah. real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so that brings a good question. You're getting yourself psyched up, trained, ready for uh, all the action down in Florida. What, um, and, and you hadn't played for a while. Catch us up on what, what happened last. I know you were in the midst of like this freight train of titles of yours over there, just collected them like Easter eggs, one right after another. And then all of a sudden, Lori Dunn takes a permanent vacation. What's going on with that? Well, my permanent vacation came after um, I really was thinking about it when they inducted me into the BCA um, Hall of Fame, which was in 2002. Right. But I was still playing. I was still I still thought that I had you know a, a lot more to give. Um, and then in 2008, the WPBA inducted me into their Hall of Fame. Yeah. And you know, and I was. Um, in between there, in between those two Hall of Fames, um, I I was kind of getting a little bit, and I and I don't want to say burned out. I want to say I didn't have the hunger to prove or to win anymore. Sure, sure. And when I lost that hunger, it wasn't worth it for me because, you know, I, I was going out there and I was losing, you know, matches that I definitely shouldn't have lost and just doing things and finding that slight 
it was a, it was a very small I don't care attitude. Yeah, yeah. And I promised myself that if I ever got to that point, I would I would quit. I would not play pool anymore. Sure. So at that point, I I I just felt like I didn't have. I had eight world titles and three U.S. Open titles, three national. I'm in the Hall of Fame, five-time Player of the Year. What else? <laughs> what else could I do? You know, I mean, like if I if I tell someone, "Oh, I'm a nine-time world champion," that's going to impress them more than eight. You know, so it was. Just, I just kind of got a little like, yeah. I just kind of got to a point where I just said, you know what? I'm just going to reap what I've sown, enjoy life, do lots of billiard exhibitions, and it's not like I was ever out of pool. Um, sure. You know, I I wish I wish, and I wish the WPBA hears this. Um, I wish that the WPBA put a little bit more effort into. Letting people, the fact that you opened up with Gene Belukas, God bless you, and all the 20-year-olds out there, 15-year-olds yeah. and 10-year-olds, if you don't know the name Gene Belukas, shame on you. That's a you fact. If you don't know the name <laughs> either Lori John Oganowski, Lori John Jones, or Lori John Hassan, shame on you. That's right. You know, because, because, you know, players who don't play anymore or who have backed out for a while, I mean, we're 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 in the Hall of Fame. You know, we should be we should always be icons. We should always be looked up to from you know the kids and whatnot. And that's not my job. You know, that's not it is my job. I mean, but it's not my job in the sense that if somebody goes onto a website or goes, I mean, they should be touting all of the great players who started you right. know back when and yes. who, who stayed with it. And that's, that's just right. that's just my opinion. Well, but, no, um, I agree with you. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so I went out. As the, oh, by the way, real quick, the, the IPT, when that came back, yeah. I did start playing again. I did start, I started practicing again and getting into training, and then that went, you know, that went by the wayside. Sure. So, um, I, again, I stopped. Um, you know, I, I, there was nothing to, to play for. Um, yeah. And yeah. then Vivian, you know, Vivian is coming up with this is amazing. These amazing tornado open tournaments, and there's going to be um, more. There's going to be three, um, definitely three, possibly four for next year, and that gets me excited. You oh know, yes, there's, there's nice money, and that gets me excited again. So absolutely, I'm I'm back playing. Absolutely, back Johnny Archer is my Johnny Archer is my partner. Uh oh, so, <laughs> I know. Brothers, they were, we're total brother sister, like back and forth bantering. <laughs> it should be a lot of fun. I am looking forward to that. That I, I'm so proud of Vivian too. That, I mean, um, I'm originally from Texas, so I get to claim, uh, you know, relation there. So <laughs> <laughs> you get to you get to claim the tornado thing a little I, bit. I right? get to I get to own that a little bit. No, the, she's fantastic for doing that. This brings me to a question, though, and I was actually at, talking to somebody about this very thing earlier today. What in you, uh, you know, being having been where you've been, won what you've won, trained like you've trained, and, you know, all, all the things that go along with that. Um, what can you put your finger on something or at least try to describe mm-hmm. what's the difference between um, the mainstream pool scene and industry now, and and when you were at the peak of your career, what's different? Well, what it's very sad what happened. Um, sure, you know, at the peak of my career, and and uh, you know, um, all all through the the late eighties and 
90s that, you know, if, if you could remind people that we used to play in a minimum, forget once a month, forget once a month, we were playing, we would have 16 events on the calendar at times. Right. And that wasn't including specialty events. That was in, that was like that was our tour. Yes. And so it was exciting. And as soon as you got done, you know, you you got done and washed your clothes and got ready for the next tournament, and you had like two weeks, three weeks maybe mm-hmm. before the next event. Right. And so it was constant, and it was a tour, and it wasn't it wasn't. Hey, are you playing in? Uh, you know, the Greenville Open next week, and you're playing in this, and you're playing in that. I mean, people are asking me now to play in their tournaments. And I, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to insult anybody, but, I mean, man, my time, I'm not going to go to a, I'm not going to go to a small tournament. Right, right, I, right. You know, if you want to pay my way everything for me to come, sure, I'll play in it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, that's crazy. I'm not going to do that. Right. You know, so I was very excited because I've been I've been with Mucci, um, uh, Bob Mucci for for years now, but since I was eighteen, and so he still sponsors me. But I was very honored and taken back last year. I was in New York and I was visiting Tony Robles and Gail. Yeah. And um, um, and Tony said, well, I was there. He's like, why don't you play in the tournament? You know, Gotham City billiards, and I'm like. Really? And he goes, yeah. And I said, you know, it's a guy's tournament. And, and so, so I, I played in it. I played pretty good. And I, at that time, remind you, I was not tournament ready. I really was not. But <laughs> I still played. You know, I still have that competitive nature in me. Um, so I, I played pretty good. Um, and uh, and I, I came back from that tournament. And the owners there said to me, um, uh, uh, Kevin and Isabel, they said to me, you know, if you you come back you know you've been you've been uh, we've been a fan of yours forever we followed your career and if you ever come back and need someone to sponsor you you know call us uh-huh. so sure enough i took him up on it a year later and i was <laughs> like by the way i'm playing in the you know so um yeah so they said yes and and let me tell you that really that really uh, boy i can't tell you it means it means it means the world to me it means that someone, after all these years, still believes in you. Sure. It's not you know, not necessarily in the industry of making this pool table or the cue sticks or whatever. Right. Um, it really, it really, it really took me back a little bit. I was very honored. So, um, you know, that that also gives me an extra, an extra incentive to, sure. to really, really practice every day and and to get tournament ready again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, don't don't. You know, don't fade away that easily. You know, you got plenty of uh, gas left in the tank. I'm sure. For you know. oh, I know. I, I I I'm finding that out a little bit now. <laughs> you know, um, and and I wish there were more tournaments. You know, you asked the question. I kind of got off, and I'm sorry. Yeah, about no, that. I kind of so, got off a little bit okay. sideways. Um, but you know, back when you know we did, we had a lot of tournaments. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. know the when when the economy collapsed and whatnot, and 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 uh, you know we lost their, the, the, they lost you know uh, different events, different sponsorships, different different sponsors. Um, you know it, it, when 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 you have one tournament a year to two tournaments a year, how can you get excited for that? Right, you can't. You, can't, you know, and, and it's very difficult for you know. That's why you know the more tournaments that you know you know take it. It, it figures it would be Vivian, you 
now. I mean, I just love the girl. I, I, I know, I, totally I know. Do. I just, I love the girl. Um, you know, but <coughs> take it to someone who is, man, she just, she just goes out there and gets it. She gets it done. However yeah. she does, she's got a gift. And mm-hmm. I hope that she makes a ton of money on this event. So, so it keeps going and growing and growing and growing because that's her event alone could be the new, you know, could be the new type tour, right. you know, yeah. I, in my opinion. Absolutely. I no, I so, agree. I agree. something like that happens. Well, and that's the thing. You know, we've got a lot of, of um, there were a couple of years, well, hell, uh, there was many years there where there was zero things happening. Um, and we are on a definitively, on definitive upswing. Um, the junior programs are exploding left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, the events Correct. the events that, that made it through the depression, so to speak, are are stronger than ever. And there are, um, you know, four or five new ones just just in the last couple of years here. So it's a it's a good, you know, it's a good thing that we're seeing this uh, right. people improving. And Vivian is a perfect example of that. People that are literally going out and making things happen just like that. Bam, 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 bam. Exactly. That's great exactly. stuff. She, she had a goal. She said it and she did it. And she did and, it. And, you know, and, it, and I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying that it, it, it probably has rocked her world in the past year. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. You know, ridiculous, ridiculous amount of time, ridiculous amount of energy. Um, and, and, you know, that's what it takes, you know, plus, plus people like her. You know, she's sure. just, she's, she's very approachable, very likable. Yes. Um, great champion and and uh you know and and so like i said if, if this i'm i'm hoping to god it's an extremely successful event for her she's um, not gonna let I think it will be. you know she's not gonna let you off the hook at all either when it comes to the table oh never never <laughs> i mean i hope not nobody's gonna let me off the hook i'm not gonna let anyone else off the hook either yeah. you know i mean if you beat me you're gonna beat me you right. know and, and that's just the way it is you know um and that's the way it was years ago. If you played great, you know, and you and you, you know, you beat me, you beat me. You know, I'm 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 a I'm a, you know, I, I of course I hate losing, but <laughs> yeah, everybody you know, I mean, losing. when you do, I I'm, I'm a I'm polite on the table, and I might say some few choice words when I get back to the room or something. But of course, you know, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's between me and me. <laughs> that's between me um, and the lamp. Okay, you know, me, right? Exactly. I want to know it now. See. <laughs> Nine ball is not your native game, though, is it? No, I grew up. I mean, my first game was straight pool, right? And um, I, I think that the, you know, if you talk about some of the best players that are going to come up from, you know, today, um, I would, I would absolutely, if I had a kid, you know, my, you know, and unfortunately, I mean, my 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 kids. I mean, all they're all grown now, but I mean, my kids all you know have the ability. I mean, my daughter even said she went to a. She's twenty one now. She went to a bar the other day, and she's like, she goes, yeah, she goes. The people like didn't think like I knew how to play pool. She was like, come on, like send it. You know, and she, <laughs> this is a girl who this is a girl who never plays, and I mean, never plays. She has a perfect stance, perfect bridge. It's just in our genes, you know. Yeah. It's just in the genes. So, That's so awesome. you know, they play a little bit, but I, but I, you know, the juniors even learn straight pool, learn straight, pool. learn straight pool, because straight pool will straight pool will teach you everything.
everything. Yes. There's every aspect of every part of the game in straight pull. That's right. And if you learn it and learn it correctly, then you can learn nine ball and eight ball and all the other stuff. Absolutely. But if you start on nine ball, you will, you'll be a good player. You'll never be a really you'll never be a great player. No. You'll I, never be a you know very few, very few. Earl Strickland's one of them. Earl Strickland who grew up. I mean, he played nine ball. I mean, that's what he played. Sure. And and he was not a straight pool player per se. And so he, you know, again, there's exceptions to every rule. There's greatness to every rule. But but overall, man, if you if, you know if the juniors, if if anybody from the juniors is listening, learn you know learn straight pool, learn how to play the game if you're going to take it seriously. And it's you know, and it's it's tough once you love this sport. I understand once you love this sport, you just love it. It's just in your blood, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm hoping to God that it does something in the next X amount of years. Yeah. You know, where where it's not, you know, where it's something that's great for the for for you know to where the juniors can actually be excited. Uh, yes, because when they get exactly. out of the juniors, they've got. Yeah, they've got all the all the, the stuff, you know, they've got all the tournaments coming up. Right. And well, and what so. we have to do is give the players um, a reasonable career path. You know, you can't expect people Correct. to take that much time and dedication um, and, and just not eat. <laughs> you know, I mean, thank you. You can't yes. you can't spend years and years and years and years and years practicing and, and perfecting your game. Uh, and win a thousand dollars twice a year. That just uh, you know that mm-hmm. that's not a goal for anybody to aspire to. And while we all love to play, that's where the the line gets drawn for so many people. It's like, well, I can go to the derby or I can go to this one, but I can't make you know my career out of this because it just it doesn't go anywhere. So that's what we have to do. Right. Clearly, is to build the ladder and put something at the top of it for people to uh, make it worth their time to do so. Are you exactly? Are you going? When you have when you have professionals who are like you know when you have when you have somebody like me who's actually made a living and I got lucky. I mean I'm not saying you know it was a little bit of very skill, a lot of skill, but it was it was a little bit of luck too. It was a little bit of luck that I, that I had my sponsors that I right. had you know great sponsors that stayed with me forever. Right. And and you know, huh? Uh, I, I was, oh, I'm sorry. I, go ahead. Oh, I, I, you know, it's great. I was, I was lucky in that, that sense that I had sponsors. So I never paid a dime for when I went to tournaments. Right. I mean, everything was all, everything was paid for. Right. And if you don't think that that helps a little bit, it definitely helps. Oh, when sure. You don't have to worry about, you know, and I'm not talking about a backer. I'm talking about sponsors. <laughs> yes. Sponsors where they pay you, you know, they pay your entrance fee for you and they pay your room and they pay and you go there and you just, you just play. You just play. You don't have to sit there and go, oh, my God, if I don't make this night, well, I'm not going to be able to pay the room tonight, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely. That. You know, there's that, that kind of pressure is just not not good, you know? Right. Well, I, I really, I still love the sport, and I and I hope, I really hope that it grows um, in, in some capacity. Well, and yeah. it has to grow. Oh boy, it has to grow. My biggest opinion, it has to grow in the professional side. If it doesn't grow in the professional side, right. the amateur side, it's just nothing. Because right. the only one making money with the APA 
are the APA, the people who started it, and the people who own the APAs, and then you have all the league players who go, you know what I'm saying? Are they making a living? No. No. You know, they're enjoying themselves. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. But if they don't, if they, if the professional can't make a living out of this sport, it's never going to, it's never going to do something. So some, somehow, some ways, you know, maybe it'll be me someday down the road, (laughs) you know, um, you know, some, some miraculous thing that breaks through and, and, uh, you know, the professionals can actually make a living. Yeah. You know, well, there you go. See, that's it. You and, um, uh, you and Vivian and I don't know, you know, Mary and a couple of the uh, these Jeanette, some of these other guys that have been around for a while, put your superpower. Yeah, Ava. You know, yeah, Ava, and for sure. Ava, has make a living. Ava and Karen <laughs> and Allison, you guys put your 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 superpower rings together and you know and make some uh, make something happen. Uh, maybe that there, there's some hopefully, some pot- hopefully we can some potential there, Lori. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, look, I appreciate you taking your time to just yap with me. That was really nice of you. Well, thank you. I'm sure you thank have you for some. Just <laughs> <yap>. <laughs> I'm sure you have something more important to do somewhere. Uh, so. Well, I'm at I'm at Sam's Club right now, wait, ready to pick up my dog's um, seizure pills. <laughs> oh, well, that's important. That's my life. Mm. My my life is you know my life was my children. It, it still is my kids, but my kids are like all. You know, they're kind of, they don't need me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, so my like, dog needs me. So right. Good. <laughs> no, you just get the eye rolling from the kids. That's all like, oh, mom. <laughs> yeah, it. I know. I know. They know. They know. They tr- Trust me. They get in trouble for not calling me. I'm like, hello. <laughs> Before I forget, what games are you going to play? What games are you planning on playing? Um, well, I mean, in in in, uh, in 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 Texas, you know, the tournaments. I'm playing ten ball only right now because that's okay. that's what that's the tournament that you know Scotch doubles as well as the women's is sure. ten ball. Okay. So okay. Um, that's a completely new game for me. Um, yeah. I, you know, obviously, you know, obviously, I mean, it's like nine ball, you know, that type thing. But it's but it's different. You know, you add a ball, it's more a little bit makes it a little bit more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. So you have the. So that's what I'm playing. Right yeah, now. you have the always, the additional challenge. Dabble in straight pool, but you know, I dabble in straight pool. You know, but but uh, but uh, but it's very difficult. You know, it's 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 also it's for me it's tough to um, you know, like with 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 a straight pool tournament that might come up. You know, it's hard because you know I, that would take another. I don't know. I would have to. I would have to go all through. You know, the same type of coaching all through again you yeah. know for even straight pool sure it's sure. just you know when when you know when you're like i said when you're growing up and you know x amount of tournaments a year are straight pool and x amount of tournaments a year are nine ball or ten ball or whatever it is you know you 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 you're constantly playing it constantly playing it yeah, so yeah you know it's it's yeah it's it's tough it's different but if you have if you just if you're just practicing by yourself Practice some straight pool. You know, learn how to run. Learn how to run fifty balls. You know. Heck yeah, <laughs> that's a great that's a great yep. plan right there. If you can get that far. Yeah, it is. It is. So, and some of these juniors, I have lots of lots of respect for their games. I see some some of the uh, players who are, are good good little players coming up. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, yeah. I, I'm a big straight pull fan myself, and I and I agree wholeheartedly with what you've said. But I'm afraid our listeners have heard me preach about that a little bit too much before, so I won't go. I won't go into it again. The whole soapbox thing about no, it. No, they they don't have to. But if yeah. your listeners are listening, I'm just telling you. I know. Look, look at overall the greatest players in the world know how to play straight pool, oh, and if right. it runs, you know, I mean, you know, well into the 80s at least, you know, or over 100 balls. Absolutely. I mean, we we all have, you Absolutely. know, so if. You know, I'm just saying that that's what I grew up with. <laughs> I grew up with the Mike Siegels and the Alan Hopkins and the Nick Varners and the, you know, people that you don't even hear of anymore. You know, the Petey Margos, you know. I mean, yeah. the great, great, great straight pool players who, if, if, and that's the, that was the game when I was little. So it wasn't, wasn't like we had too many nine ball tournaments. You know, a lot of it was just straight pool. Yeah. Straight pool and straight pool and straight pool. You that's know, right. so that's right. Um, when nine ball came along. So, yeah, you're preaching it. Keep preaching it. I know. I'm just preaching it. Keep getting them, get those <laughs> listeners tired. <laughs> We're going to put them all to sleep right here, one at a time. We'll yeah, just put them exactly, all, all exactly. into nappy land. Exactly. That's okay. They'll be having dreams about straight pool runs, though, so that's good. Well, one thing, one thing that I also always tell people, when you think, you know, it, it, people, people tease, well, not tease me, but people will be like, what do you mean you're, what do you mean you're in training? Like, don't you, you know, and I said, <laughs> I look at people and I, I look at them dead square in the eye and I said, the day I think I know everything in pool is the day I will unscrew my cue stick and sell it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fact. Don't ever think you know everything. Cause no. you don't. That's right. You don't. And don't ever think you're the best. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, no, no. Hey, that's wrong too. Because I, I, I gotta think I'm the best if I'm gonna go out there and play. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually a good point there. That's a really good. Yeah, point. it just depends. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna go out there and go. Yeah, baby, I'm. You know, I'm not gonna be like that. But I have. You have to have that air about you. Yeah. Champions have that air about him. Yes. You watched Michael Phelps, Phelps the other day. Like, he knew he was gonna win. Confidence. He knew he was gonna win. That's right. Confidence. He had that air about him. There was yes. an air about him, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a cocky air. It was a. It was a perfect, perfect winners. Right. You know that yes. that 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 air that he had around him. That's it was. True. It was just perfect. Absolutely true. Do you want to send out a a shout out to anybody or to any sponsors or friends or family or anybody on the moon? I'm sorry, say that. Say that again. Do you want to send a shout out to any of your friends or sponsors or anybody? No, shout out to to all my 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 good pool friends. I can't wait to see everybody, and that would include obviously Ava and Vivian (laughs) and uh, 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 Allison Fisher and Karen Core and all of them. Um. And my sponsors, I, 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 I love Bob Mucci. He has stuck by me like glue, and I've stuck by him like glue for forever since he gave me my first cue and since I, since I, you know, hit a ball. And, of course, I beat Dean Belucas in that tournament, and I never, never, ever put that cue stick down. That cue stick <laughs> is, will be with me, and that cue stick will be with me in Texas, too. Um, and uh, Yeah, and then Gotham City Billiards. Thank you. Thank you for believing in me. I really, really, really thank you. Um, yeah, awesome. so cool. those are, those are who, that's who's sponsoring me right now, and, and that's, that's it. Olhausen sponsored me for years, you know, until I stopped playing. Okay. So, awesome. Well, thanks again. We appreciate it. I really thank you. Uh, seriously, All right. I, I'm sure I took too much of your time, but uh, have a great weekend. Oh no, it's fine. 
Thank uh, you so much. Thanks uh, for thanks for having me on your show. All right, we'll talk to you again. All soon. right, bye bye.